Welcome back to the Office Marketing Podcast with Mike Swigert, the podcast all about sales tips, mindset, and value bombs. Five questions to help make your day more productive and learn a thing or two. Here is your host, best-selling author, Mike Swigert. Hey, everybody. Thank you for taking time out of your day and listening to the Office Marketing Podcast. I have a really fun guest today. He's smart. He has great experience. He is creative. He swings a golf club every once in a while. He has been a part of really amazing projects, including Mercedes-Benz Stadium. He's done a lot of work with Arthur Blank. He's got over 20 years of experience. He's the president of Impact Development Management, an amazing, amazing group here in Atlanta. And we're going to do our best to kind of hear his story, hear how he's gotten to be where he is today, and maybe get some really good tips to make sure that our next project goes uh, even a little better. So without further ado, Jason Hughes, thanks for coming on the Office Marketing Podcast. Thanks, Mike. And thanks for that great intro. Well, you can you can replay that back in your, in, anytime you want, <laughs> you know, every morning if you want. But I really am. I'm, I'm kind of humbled that you came on the show because I'm really a fan of, of the experiences that you had. And then even on the pre-call today, there's so many things I feel like we could talk about. So, but to start out with, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you and what made you want to get into this crazy business and how'd you end up where you are today? Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, so born and raised here in Atlanta. So um, I'm, I'm one of the few, I think, that are around town that can say that born in the 70s. Um, but, you know, my inspiration has always been just looking back and touching something that's physical, looking at a building and driving around town saying I had a hand in helping on, on projects and stuff like that. My dad was a bit, big inspiration to me. Uh, he got me into this industry. He was always a part of the electrical side of the business, but um, he knew that I was not meant to be in the electrical side of the business and pointed me in this direction. So um, uh, kudos to him for leading me in this direction. I started in the, in the GC side and, and made my way to the development side. All right. There's, there's gotta be more. Why? I mean, really, like, really, <laughs> Like why the GC world? I mean, do you, are you are you a creative? Do you like building? Like like what's really what's really taken and, and making you excited about your job? Well, well, I think it, at the end of the day, our industry is a very people industry, right? Building relationships, building projects, and stuff like that. When you get in, I was a jock growing up, so team stuff has always been a big deal to me. And uh, when you build a project, you really build relationships and you build teamwork and camaraderie, and that's. Truly one of my favorite parts of the industry is meeting people, grinding over stuff. Every project has its hurdles. It's really about how do you come together as a team between the architect, contractor, owner, and solve those issues and overcome. It's a, it's always, a, I love challenges. And so every day is a new challenge. Well, I've been in this industry now a long time too. And challenges is a really nice way to put it. Thank you, Jason. I like that. <laughs> opportunities to exceed, right? I guess that's opportunities, the way to <laughs> opportunities to exceed. It's what we do. Hey, um, so talk to us about impact, right? So impact development, how it came to be, how you ended up being one of the leaders of the company. Walk us through that, will you, Jason? Absolutely. So impact used to be formerly known as Darden Company. So Bill Darden uh, started the company in 99. Um, it really was a, a, an extension to Arthur Blank and, and his real estate endeavors. Um, and Bill did that all the way through the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, as you mentioned earlier, uh, into 2018. <clears throat> and myself and two business partners purchased the company uh, then. And we were three, three people and had basically zero projects. And so it was a, a scary time as a new entrepreneur. 
Um, but another opportunity that we had in front of us was to exceed that and, and grow the company. Um, purchased one of our competitors, Collins Project Management, 2019, um, and then have grown the company from there. So as I mentioned, two and a half years ago, there was really three of us and now grown up to about 27, 28 people and working in a bunch of different market sectors and different clients other than Mr. Blank and his organizations. All right. So you mentioned Mr. Blank, what type of projects are you touching? Are we doing, uh, you know, office? Are we doing, you know, retail? What, what all are you touching, Jason? Everything. And yeah. I, I truly mean everything. I, you know, I've been fortunate enough to work for Mr. Blank for 13 years and uh, I've done everything from his personal houses all the way through the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, uh, work for the Falcons, work for Atlanta United, uh, philanthropically. He just uh, We just finished the West Side Bellwood Quarry Park in town, um, which he philanthropically gave to. So uh, again, just very fortunate to work for all of his organizations and, and, and continue to do so today. All right. So if you had to pick one project, Jason, that you're most proud of over 20 years of experience, mm -hmm. what's that one job that you're like, man, I can really hang my hat on. I'm really proud of, of being part of that project. Yeah. Uh, it's actually a pretty easy one, which is the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It's uh, you know the biggest project, but you know, when I had the opportunity to join the team and, and work on that project, it was, do you want to work on the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the, the home of the Atlanta Falcons at the time? There was no Atlanta United. It was absolutely, you know, it was just a dream come true. I was a sports fan, a fan of the Falcons, and then and doing something in your hometown that's as iconic as Mercedes-Benz Stadium was a no-brainer. And uh, as we mentioned in the pre-call, just, you know, the best part about it was sitting and meeting number one when Mr. Blank really set out the vision for the stadium, which was, you know, he wanted it to be iconic. He wanted it to be memorable. He wanted to leave a mark on the city of Atlanta, but much more than that was leaving an impact on the communities around it. And just having the opportunity to work through everything from the MWBE program, uh, Westside Works, which is still up and running today, um, which is, you know, helps uh, less fortunate, you know, get jobs in, in the construction industry. Um, he just nailed it, hit a home run. The project is, you know, very iconic and successful. Yes. But better than that, the surrounding communities, which he followed through on his mission. Well, I, I'm so glad to hear that as an Atlanta guy. I love hearing that too. I've seen, uh, bowl games. I've seen Falcons games. I've seen, I've seen Joseph Martinez score, uh, goals there. Uh, the year they won the, the MLS, it is, it is such a neat facility. And then one thing I didn't even know about it was, I guess, Kanye did a show there about two weeks ago, and they <laughs> talked about him staying at the stadium. I didn't even know. There's some sort of apartment or something. I'm sure this is like double <laughs> secret that nobody's supposed to know about, but yet, uh, yet Kanye is like staying at the stadium. Yeah, it's so funny. My friends that I've seen my best best friends in the world are, are my high school buddies, and they think I'm still involved with the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, not that I'm not, but they're like, how did you look? let Kanye stay in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium for this long. I'm like, I actually have no idea he's even staying in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So, um, but I think he's still there or something like that. So I, I don't know what exactly is going on down there, but uh, um, hopefully he's, I think he's exiting sooner rather than later. Uh, that's good. I, I don't mind. I, I'm a huge Kanye fan. So I think it'd be great. Yeah. I'd love to go down there and hang out. I think that'd be pretty cool. All right. So talk us through. So I don't, I, I don't want to timestamp this too much, but as we're getting closer to the end of 2021. Um, you've made it through the shutdowns of the last 18 months or so. What are you seeing? Can you give us sort of like a, a pulse of the market? You know, we're going to kind of regionalize it. You know, what are we doing here in Georgia? Uh, what would you say is, is happening in our local market? What are you seeing? 
Yeah, a lot of explosion. And then and I think it's a perfect storm of, of things from the past 18 months. Um, right now, the multifamily market is exploding. Um, it's a huge combination of you know, the millennial generation and you know their desire to rent versus own seems to be a, a pretty big component of it. The capital markets, money has never been cheaper for developers. Uh, so they're flooding to the multifamily market sectors. Um, people from New York, California are flooding to the Southeast right now. Um, the demand is just so high and it's our biggest market sector right now is multifamily and working with private developers um, all across the Southeast. Um, and I honestly, just from my standpoint, I don't see it slowing down anytime soon because every, every trend and everything that you see in statistics are there's still not enough supply. Even with all the stuff coming online, there's not enough supply. And then you got all the big Fortune 500s flooding to Atlanta, right? You see Visa, you see Microsoft, you see Google, all of those. And the people that work for them are the younger generation. They all rent right out of the gate. They're going to move to Atlanta. They're going to rent for a long time. So that's definitely been the hottest trend that you know nobody sees the, the light at the end of the tunnel. And everybody's flooding that way for, for a reason. And, and we're pretty bullish on it as well. Okay. All right. So let's talk about the two big things. We're going to talk about raw materials and labor. So let's start with raw materials. What are you seeing specifically? Uh, well, not more, actually not so much specifically, but like, what are you seeing as far as the impact of the raw materials uh, challenges on your projects? That's, uh, I'm glad you asked that question because there's a lot of them and it's a daily conversation around here. You know, one day it's bar joist, one day it's roof insulation, the next day it's decking. And uh, the good thing that we do uh, around here is really collaborate on what are you seeing, right? Um, we're working on a couple of projects. I wish I could mention some of them, but let's just say we're working on one in Jacksonville right now. Um, pretty big project. And, you know, the, the hot topic is it's a pre-manufactured steel building. And right out of the gate, you know, day one of the project, we're like, we have got to go get creative on how do we meet an end date because it's you know, it's for a, let's say an NFL team that might be located there and they have a hard date on when they start training camp and we've got to get a building ready for them. So um, bar joist, roof decking, roofing insulation, they are the biggest, hottest topics today. But which, you know, you also hear as you're talking in the marketplace, some people are having problems getting paint. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. It's a crazy marketplace right now. And uh, which forces us to get creative because, you know, I, I love getting creative and thinking outside of the box. How do we partner with this firm or that firm or go down to the supplier market and really get creative with them and say, how do we solve this problem? What is it going to take to be able to, to rectify this? Because, you know, as much as budgets are always a hot topic, schedule seems to be the hotter topic in projects right now, either speed to market, multifamily or projects that have a true hard end date. And uh, how do you accomplish that goal with these long lead times that we're seeing out there? I like that. Well, are you noticing that people are bringing you in earlier? I mean, as I mean, I would I would want that, right? If I'm if I'm doing any project, and you you know the pulse of the materials coming on, I want you on as early as possible. Are you noticing people calling you a little bit earlier? Um, we'd like to always be a little bit earlier. Um, I don't see that as much as we would like. Um, but when we get in, it's now, it used to be, you know, let's get the survey done. Let's get all this kind of stuff done, you know, uh, as you start up a project. But now it's really nailing down what type of building this is going to be. We're working on a, a project for the Atlanta Falcons right now to build them a new studio. 
uh, on their training facility campus. And the first question out of the gate was, you know, can we have this thing done in, in July and ready for training camp next year? And, you know, they're so used to me saying, yeah, I see that's feasible. But right now I'm, I'm actually geared back and just said, I don't know quite yet because I don't know what this building type wants to be. You know, when you talk about a studio, acoustics, all that kind of stuff plays into it. So it's a matter of where, where are the lead times. And so we're really trying to um, expedite that project on the front end on the design side right now to be able to get that building ready for them next year. Okay. So, so we've got people bringing you in. Hopefully they'll bring you in earlier. So that'll help you kind of map out the plan. Um, the best laid plans uh, are absolutely worthless if we don't have the labor to execute. So how is that impacting the projects, right? So we're waiting on paint, we're waiting on steel, we're waiting on chips, we're waiting on all these things. How are we doing on labor right now, specifically in the Southeast? Yeah, great question. I saw a stat the other day that said, well, you know, the average, you know, construction labor, take a plumber, electrician, drywall, whatever it is across the board, the average age of a, a, a construction labor is 47 years old, which is, it blew my mind. If, if you were to ask me, I would have said 30. Um, but just kind of shows you that the construction labor market is getting elder. And what does that mean for the future? Are we not educating the youth? Do they not want to be a plumber, electrician, and all that kind of stuff? But it's kind of a scary trend because uh, we need youth. We need more people in the construction market to, to, your, to answer your question specifically. It's short, especially in, in different markets. We're finishing a, a hotel up in Highlands, North Carolina, and we can't get any trade to go there. Um, they're so busy in their in their bigger market sectors, whether it be Asheville, Atlanta, Greenville, South Carolina. They're not traveling up there. I mean, when, it's like we'll get one painter, one individual versus an actual company in trade. It's just it's too scarce right now. Um, it's it is a it's a big challenge, and I, I don't see that getting resolved anytime soon. To answer well, Jason, question. just let me know. My son is seventeen. Grab him go. and like five of his buddies, go up to Highlands, play a little <laughs> golf, let them paint for, paint all night long and golf all day. I think they're okay exactly. with that. Exactly. <laughs> we, we can definitely set them up. And it's a hotel. We can set them up with a place to stay, all the above. So yeah, it's great. It. All right. So Jason, is, is there, I know this is gonna be a really hard question, but like you talked about how, you know, things are moving forward and we got Fortune 500 companies coming in and, and the, the multifamily and, and we're in this hot, hot, hot market. When do we see an equilibrium happening when it comes to raw materials and the labor situation. Can you kind of get out your crystal ball and help us there? Uh, I'll try my best. At the end of the day, I think we've all seen, and I guess I'm, I now can say I'm old, old enough to have seen it, that the market corrects itself, right? The, uh, the pricing on raw materials and stuff like that has just gone up so exponentially. How does that trend continue, right? At some point in time, the market has to correct itself because you're seeing trends that you're just looking down, going, trying to explain to owners, you know, you, you almost go, I don't know why it's costing this much. Right. You know, so I, I wish I had a crystal ball of the multifamily market sector, it, you know, just being a part of the condo boom back in 2006, seven and eight, you, you're kind of going, well, it's happened before, but I also think that a lot of people that were involved in that, that one was more of a crash. I think are a lot smarter today because of that. And I think all those people are still in the marketplace. So um, I wish I had a, you know, is there a wick at the end? I see healthcare taking an uptick. I feel like healthcare has been pretty steady from 2016. Obviously, you know, last 18 months, it's almost been at a halt. But I definitely see the healthcare market really taking an uptick and where we're focusing a lot of our attention on is, is that market sector. 
Okay. Well, I love it. I love it. You've been, you've been a great uh, wealth of knowledge. Why don't we talk a little bit more about you, Jason? Um, you're an Atlanta guy, right? I'm guessing Braves fan. Big Braves fan, big Hawks fan. Huge okay. Soccer so it, fan. it's, it's game seven and you get to pick any Braves pitcher of any time in the history of the Atlanta Braves to pitch game seven, who are you throwing up on the mound? Oh man. My mom will kill me if I don't answer this one correctly. Um, I'm going Greg Maddox, Mad Dog Maddox. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go. I, I have a huge fan of Maddox. I'm going to go with Smoltz because Smoltz is just dirty. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love it. That's why I knew my mom was like, I'm sitting there thinking my mom is one of the biggest Braves fans yeah. ever. And, I, and she was in the back of my mind saying Smoltz, but I was going to go with Maddox. Well, I, they're all my, they're all our age. I mean, you got to think. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, I remember being, I remember about 15 years ago, hanging out at the playground a mile from my house. And it's just me and Tommy G hanging out with our kids, just talking. We go to the same church and I'm like, Hey, what's going yeah. on? What's it like being a 200 game winner in major league baseball? You know, I know. Right? Yeah. Those guys have always been around Atlanta, especially small to me. We're both golfers. We see them on golf courses all the time. No kidding. Hey, your energy is great, Jason. Huge fan of, of, you know, we vibe really well. What do you do to keep your energy up you said you were an athlete are you still what are you doing to uh to keep that athlete side going yeah I, I i definitely try my best to stay in the gym stay active there just to try and stay young but definitely still a big golfer at the end of the day i definitely love getting out you know our industry is filled with golfers so we all create excuses to get on the golf course and, and quote do business at the end of the day um but those two things you know keep me keep me energized and and definitely uh, chasing an eight-year-old son and a five-year-old daughter keeps me pretty youthful as well. I love it. I love it. Well, I carried makes I carried eighteen on Saturday. And I carried eighteen on Sunday. I swear it's it's some it's definitely a great workout, especially in this heat we got right now. Absolutely, but it's it's the best kind of workout in my opinion. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, all right. So tell us a book or a podcast that you're liking that you could share with us that that. Um, you definitely want to, you know, maybe even pull into a parking lot and keep listening to that podcast. Or maybe it's that book that you're kind of like, you, you don't want to let it get too far away from you. Well, I definitely got to plug you as my favorite podcast. Right? Yeah, you're I mean, too kind, Jason. <laughs> of course. All right. Maybe I should ask, who's your second, second favorite podcast? Second favorite, yeah, there you go. Um, I, you know, I really started out big on how I built this, which is a great podcast. Just, you know, people and how they built the industry, how they built their companies. It's shocking when you get the total background and where they started and what they went through to get to where they are. Just hearing the story is amazing in itself. So, you know, that would be number one. And then a close second is the Ed Milet show. And he just doesn't, I mean, when you listen to his podcast, you come, you pop your earbuds out or whatever you're, however you're listening to it and you're ready just to run and just run through a brick wall. I mean, he gets you so motivated and is so jacked up with the people he has on his show. Definitely inspirational. And every time I listen to it, I usually pull over and actually write notes and the next staff meeting, they have to listen to me go, well, let's see what podcast he listened to next. Cause we know we're going to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. But that's great. There's um, you know, Zig Ziglar, one of my favorite quotes and many people have probably heard me say it. They said, Zig Ziglar says that uh, motivation wears off, but so does uh, bathing. That's why I do it every day. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, like I mean, that. we kind of, we, we always need to recharge and my let you and I both, both like that, that, that show. And he just kind of is like, Hey, switch guy. Hey, you want to be great? You want to be good. You don't have to yeah. get out of your bed most days to be good. Right. You want right. to be great. Right. Go. 
There you go. Yeah, the, the last staff meeting, I, I mean, there was one quote that I literally pulled over to the side of the road because I had to write it down to talk about the staff meeting, which he did a, a fabulous one with Dabo Sweeney, who I just admire through and through just from where he started, where he is and what he's built at Clemson is, is awesome. But Dabo's, one of his favorite quotes is one from Abraham Lincoln, which was to me really represents what we do in the industry. And his quote was, if I had five hours to chop down a tree, I'd spend four hours sharpening the ax. And it's just all about preparation. And, and I really took that into the staff meeting going, we are expected to be the most prepared person in the room. This quote, this inspiration, this everything that you just heard in this short little sentence is what we need to take to every single meeting. Don't take any meeting for granted. Be the most prepared in the room. And I think that's something that we, I feel like our company is different than others is we want to be the most prepared in the room. We want to know as much as we possibly can going into those meetings. I love it. I love it. So if somebody wanted to connect with you, kind of go down that path with you and learn more about impact, what's the best way to get you, Jason? Yep. So our website is uh, impactdm.com. Um, so learn more about the company, our people, the scope of services, the market sectors that we serve. Um, and my email address is just jhughes at impactdm.com. Um, would love to hear hear from people and especially people that follow you, Mike, and, and everything that you do in your podcast. It, it is, it's truly inspirational. You got great people on there and, and inside of our industry. And, and it's been great getting to know you a little bit better as well. That's great. Well, again, thank you for taking time out of your day. And seriously, guys, if you, uh, man, I'll tell you what, Jason's a guy I'd want on my job. So I appreciate you jumping <laughs> on Jason. Talk to you soon, bud. All right. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Office Marketing Podcast. Be sure to join the conversation on our YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and Facebook pages. If you enjoyed the episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.